Okay, it's time to partner with Betfair and preview Northerly Stakes Day. We're recording at 11.55am on Thursday, the 15th of October. Northern racing in the Avon Valley this afternoon. We're about to launch into Saturday's excellent nine-race program. Cup Day in the Goldfields town of Leinster on Saturday. Also, while the, and sorry, the Kalgoorlie season starts to wind down with a seven-race card on Sunday. I think we might have peaked early in this show, though, BJ, with uh, having Mr. Uh, Mr. Pike. And we almost should have had him on at the end because I feel like I've, I've ran my race now. <laughs> I feel like uh, there isn't much uh, – there's not much venom left in me. The heart's probably going a, a million miles. It was good, wasn't it? It was. It was uh, absolutely cracking. Uh, he's, a, he's a good sport, Mr. Uh, Mr. Sir. Sorry, Sir William Pike. He's a, he's a very good sport. And, um, yeah, just uh, wish him only the best for this weekend. We'll be cheering extra hard now. Yeah, I feel like uh, we Now could've... that he's one of our yeah. own, you know, yeah. him and Mike Sandy just said they're just <laughs> – it's two peas in a pod. So we, uh, I'm yeah. not happy with Mike, actually. <laughs> not happy with Mike at all. He knocked me off oh, yesterday. Yeah, me, me too, actually. Oh, on red yeah. alert, got yeah, bloused by Denim Pack. Lucky Lacta and Magic Mike. Uh, have a look at his record. Denim Pack's won, I think, four of 735 starts or something. But with Lacta on i'm pretty sure it's four starts two wins two seconds we need to confirm that stat but the horse it's there is a real i think sometimes we forget how there, much yeah there is a real synergy sometimes we uh we don't quite give credit how much certain horses agree with certain jockeys and um that's probably the most famous partnership in in western australia lactar and denim pack mm, yeah well I'll give them credit for, for the win. It still stings, especially at the um, the $15 on red alert. But regardless, um, yeah, we thoroughly enjoyed chatting to, to Pikey and I hope the listeners did also. Lots of fun. And I uh, felt like we could, have, we could have kept going for the whole show um, but um, had, to, uh, had to let him go. Terry had a few more questions up his sleeve that he wanted to ask as well, which would have been a bit of fun, but we can save some of them for, uh, for next time. Next hopefully. time, yeah. Yeah. Let's, yeah. Let's declare a next time, definitely. So, um, what did, he de- did he declare us anything? Arcadia Queen wins a Cox Plate, Windstorm wins a Golden Eagle, Dallas Sand wins a Caulfield Cup. Yeah. Basically declared the three, and, didn't he? Yeah, it sounds I like, like reading between lines. And it sounds like he wants to be back in Perth in time to win another railway stakes. Well, to me it sounds like he wants to be back in Perth in time for a bit of a steak sanger with, uh, <laughs> with extra pineapple. But so how was his reception to that? <laughs> Tell you what, all these lads that are bloody throwing it out and leaving it on their plate. If it's good enough for, uh, for Sir William, it's good enough for you, lads. 100%. Stay tuned throughout the show for info on how you can enter the Mundaring Hotels WA Racing Mastermind Competition and the Market City Meets Get Out Stakes. BJ. Okay, so my market preview, the leg up, was released at 7 a.m. this morning on bestbets.com.au. can also be viewed on the Ozrace website. While Terry and Daniel Cripps combine forces for the Wild West, a video preview, uh, also available on the Betfair Hub. That's betfair.com.au. How uh, is the Guru and Cripper tracking in the Betfair Origin Challenge? We are taking it one week at a time. Uh, our problem is, and in Perth, I think it's more pronounced in Perth. I don't follow the betting moves over east as much. But um, the problem is when we – because we're, we're working on the strategy that when we agree on one, that's our sort of our whack. So last week we had the eight units on um, – eight units on – what was the first win? A Lord Lonsdale. Yeah. Um, but the problem is we're, we're hoping, you know, the 320, 330, 350 it is at the time, and we're getting given 222, Betfair SP. So we're 33 units behind. There's two weeks to go. We're going to need to find something at five, six, seven to 1 for a full stake or, or something. Something of that nature. So look for a bit more aggression this week, I think you might find, BJ. All right. So everyone, you can follow 
Follow the Sand Gropers in action in the Betfair State of Origin Challenge on Twitter. Now, also, if you haven't done so yet, make sure you download Betfair's new mobile app for iOS and Android users, released a couple of weeks ago. Very impressive tool. Sharpen your edge with the latest from our friends at Betfair. Also, the 1-1 is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and all other major podcasting platforms. Please subscribe, rate, and review. Northerly Stakes Day, Ascot, Saturday, October 17. What do you reckon, Terry? Let's get cracking. Yeah, it's getting serious now, isn't it? Okay. Rail is out five metres. We're expecting a maximum of 26, 27 degrees. Sunny, sunny. A uh, few easterlies floating around. Yeah, there is a few easterlies floating around. Um, that should swing by very, very early afternoon to a southerly. Um, but the warmer conditions, the five metre pad. We're going to back Chrissy Nation. We saw a um, we saw him out at the eleven metre pad yesterday on Wednesday. Um, the first few, they went mad and horses made ground, and then we saw leaders win. Um, so look, I'm going to I'm going to back him in early days that we're going to have a nice fair track. But you always need to allow um, for there to be a fairly strong bias if there's any type of easterly in play. So keep an eye for that, especially early in the yeah. day. Yeah. Also, the jockeys react to that that bit of breeze. Pointing in the easterly direction on a warm Ascot day, it encourages leaders to go fast. So hopefully, um, yeah. That's why you often see towards the end of the day the, that sort of overcorrection. Uh, overcorrection and you, um, especially because towards the end of the day, you've got the bigger fields too. So there's more of a chance of them uh, running each other into the ground and something storming over the top. So that can, um, the pattern can be nullified by the way the race is run towards the end of the day. But uh, especially early, um, you want to be close to them, I reckon. Yeah, agree. Race one, Oktoberfest, handicap. They, they're throwing a 2,200-meter race to get us underway on Northerly Stakes Day. Terry and, um, yeah, one of our uh, old faithfuls, not so faithfuls, without reason, goes around. Um, I think we've combined on this horse a few times unsuccessfully. I wonder if uh, Saturday will uh, will be the day for him to get back in the winner's circle on a, on a uh, Metropolitan meeting. He did win Belmont midweek at three starts ago. Form since has been good. He'll face stiff opposition from the likes of Bollinger Boy and uh, and a couple of others. And, of course, Jean Beau, which uh, knocked him off. At, Jean Biao. Jean Biao. Which, Jean Biao. Which knocked him off at Northam um, last start. But uh, I'm leaning towards without reason what are your thoughts terry uh, i think without reason is a uh, is a walking moral a running moral bj i think uh, we're gonna we're gonna put our cash in we're gonna a bit of a spoiler alert. we're gonna get the best in and out first race of the day i um i think without reason is no messing um, around no messing around no let's build a bank and give it all back um throughout the next eight races after this uh this uh, I, don't, I don't think this is very deep at all um the only horse i have any concerns about before i touch on without reason is uh, is Aragain, but it's difficult to have our again after the performance we saw last time. Uh, there, there were plain, plain yeah, plain. I was a little bit plain at Jane, um, a little bit error plain. But we um, – that's all I had, by the way. I was running out of uh, – <laughs> I was running out there. What about aeroplane? Yeah, aeroplane. That's yeah. that's very good. That's the pick of the throw as well. Uh, but the uh, the issue with Aragon is uh, aeroplane is to um, forgive that last run. Kira goes back on, which is obviously a massive uh, a massive bonus. But yeah. Aragon's been up for a while now, so happy to uh, happy to look to take on Aragon. Oh, I just think, without reason, is the horse with the most scope here. Um, even going back to his three year old. Um, 
efforts in the features in the derby, around fifth in the derby behind Regal Power. All staying efforts this time in have been huge. Um, that effort when defeating Treat Yourself three starts back was just a it was just a dominant win, yeah. uh, a dominant win on a hot tempo. Then came out without reason. I think I think we'd both agree is a horse who you don't want to see held up and then try not to sprint over the last couple of hundred. So yeah. big, big. I call him a big loping grey. Um, and and that's what happened uh, a couple of starts back. Geordie Turner was a victim of barrier one, and it's, it's not a barrier you probably want to get uh, with this fellow. But he went forward, ended up getting shuffled back, um, shuffled back worse in midfield by the turn, flashed late. Look, it's the fact he's flashing late shows you probably how well he's going because he's not the type of horse that I think is going to do a great deal of flashing. He's more of a grinder. Mm-hmm. Loves 2am, loves a nightclub at 2am, loves a good grind. But um, his most recent effort, when beaten by Jean Bao, um, I thought was was arguably the pick of the bunch. Um, they went about plus, plus 12 or 13, I think, above benchmark there with Abel Dane going nuts out in front. Schooling was the horse in second without reason third and because – Schooling was uh, calling an Ola a long way from home, probably a thousand, even longer than a thousand from home. Um, without reason, had to get rolling and cart the rest of the field up on a really, really hot tempo. And it was just the soft run of Jean Bao, um, who was given a 10 out of 10 by Paddy Carberry that day. Um, that allowed um, that allowed her to get past him. Mm-hmm. So, look, I'm expecting aggressive tactics here. May may even lead. Not impossible they find the fence in front of Aragon, but I think the breeze is probably more likely. Slightly slower tempo, but we don't want to go too slow here and i just don't think they see i honestly don't think they see him again four bucks i've marked him two dollars 45 comfortably best of the day comfortably yes i'm with you terry i thought that i thought he was so brave in defeat last start geordie turner forced us to go a touch earlier than what he would have hoped and was exposed in front a long way from home you know it probably cost you the uh the win What's was that? when Darren said he's got a lap full of horse under him. They always, they always <laughs> just seem to lose a length when that's said. Thanks. Thanks, D-Mac. Yeah, and I feel as though that that sort of real searching, you know, tough hit out gives him a really good platform to head back to Ascot over 2,200 metres. He's um should be cherry ripe now. I know he, he had the bar plates on earlier in his campaign. They came off. He's hit form. I think he can hold that peak form. And I'm with Terry. I think he's one of the better players of the day as well. Real Ascot horse too as yep. well. Didn't touch on that. Ascot, he's just he's going to be the one most benefit from coming back to Ascot. And yeah. um, I reckon he might not just win. I reckon he might win by a couple there. Yeah, I think – Jordan Turner just has to ride him like a real stayer. Yep. None, none of this walk and sprint situation. That's that's probably going to bring him undone. If nothing wants to lead, as te- as um, Terry touched on, Jordy can roll to the front, control things, make it into a staying test, and uh, I think he'll come out on top. Yep, just wins. How's that? We can close her up. Best done. Don't no. worry about the last day. Now. We're, we're all, you can turn off the podcast. We're now, finished up. We are. Uh, what do we got? Race two, uh, the Westbeat Platinum Series Heat One. Just the thirty thousand dollar race. This one, BJ. Um, over the twelve hundred meters, I would be surprised here, BJ. If many people are looking outside the two current market, Alex in rewrite the stars and time to sizzle. Time to sizzle is a really, really interesting runner. Um, arguably has the most scope that is arguably because some of rewrite before uh, rewrite the stars as performances um have been uh, have been extremely meritorious but uh, you just you get the feeling time to sizzle is the one with probably 
But just probably that little bit more unknown factor um, about her. From It'll be really interesting here, her first goal at the 1,200 metres from the wide gate. She missed the kick first up um, and took a sit and, and won really nicely. Question how strong that Dia de Arts are and then Arctic Blue back in third. I, I don't think those form lines are necessarily going to um, be breaking any records here. And from barrier nine... Is she aggressive? Is Chris aggressive on her? And do they try and go forward or, or do they take a hold and, and try to cut it up midfield or probably worse than midfield? Initially, I thought that perhaps the the way that she was ridden last start was part of a plan to try and give her a bit more dimensions rather than just a um, freewheeling sort of front-running horse. Uh, however, I'm suspecting that they'll want to go forward um, and with that, how much fuel do they want to burn early with the likes of uh, Time to Sizzle and Pink and Grey with an aggressive Chris Parnham coming across? So if they do go forward, do they press on to rail in front or do they, or does Chrissy Parnham hand up to Taj Mahali or Pink and Grey or something like that? Yeah. Um, the, speed, the two speed horses, as you said, Pink and Grey and Taj Mahali, are drawn directly outside her. So yeah. that probably gives her the option if she does jump. You got to remember, in a short short uh, career to date, she has uh, missed the kick on a few occasions. Has, so yeah. um, Chris Parnham might be choiceless. That's right. So I just feel as though coiled up last start, gee, she's exploded with some brilliant closing speed. However, in the in the thousand meter races where she's been ridden for early and middle speed, she's um, a couple of times she has established a rather large lead and then come back to them alarmingly late. I think her last two. Win, her two wins at Ascot in February and March, she won oh. by she fell in by zero point one and zero point four lengths on those occasions. I remember the day Baby Blues mm. came from oh at the two hundred, probably hopeless, probably eight. Yeah, I was on Baby Blues that day as well. That's why it sticks in the memory bank. But um, is this this is a favourite we've got to take on? Yeah, at, so, at two dollars so, twenty, this is a favourite we've got to take on. Yeah, for me, it just I feel it like as though she's going to need a full tank of fuel to yep. be able to withstand rewrite the stars if, if she's at her peak and i just feel as though from gate nine there's there's a chance that time to sizzle might be a bit drained late in the race which could set it up for uh, a well-mapped rewrite the stars first up from the informed darren mccauliffe yeah no i'm 100 with you here bj i've actually marked rewrite the stars a um a slight favorite knowing that time to sizzle would be your favorite but uh when i create my markets i do it on my extremely opinionated opinion rather than uh rather than what i think the market will be rewrite the stars 11 star career has been littered with hard luck stories i think on debut um i think lucy might have fell on debut um or the horse broke down and just just uh, maybe not fell but just limped over the line beating about 50 yeah. 60 lengths yep. type thing um last start before a um a spell uh, in august uh the horse wasn't right ran a long last the runs in between are huge i mean you've got you got the day Banjo kicked clear and nearly beat Windstorm. You got the day they nearly knocked off Showmanship. Um, one run last campaign, which I don't think probably gets enough uh, credit, is when Chrissy Parnham got held up at all the key moments behind Bright Diamond and Puckapunyal. Yeah. That form is just um, that form's just next level. So for Chloe as a party, she should be able to tuck in here, close to a one-one, mm -hmm. maybe um, within within QE um, of the leaders at least. At worst, you'd, you'd really want her to be one back, but she could be um, she could be two back, but. Uh, I think Rewrite the Stars is a horse with a lot of scope. The stable's flying. Um, $4.20 is enough for me. Yeah, Travis Murray factor as well. Oh, exactly right. I'll shorten it then, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm with you, Terry. I think it's, uh, well, as the market suggests, it's a race in two. 
but I, I'm uh, I'm confident rewrite the stars can can take it right up to time to sizzle and knock her off. Yep, I'm uh, I'm 100 with you. Let's see if we can agree for the entire card. <laughs> <laughs> Race three, the Morley Growers Market handicap, special conditions, 1200 meter race for the three year olds. Now this. It's a cracker. This is a good one. This is a good one. We've got some – actually, the three-odd ranks are uh, pretty hot at the moment. Mm. That that midweek race yesterday won by MTA, Empire Rain, Pans Down, Kalaroo, that was worthy of a Saturday. So there's, a, there's some real talent around and um, there's a few in, engaged in this particular race which could go on to be – Major players in some feature three-odd events coming up, the um, Belgravia, the Faritha, the Burgess Coin, the Champion Phillies and the WA Guineas. So this race yeah, is going to provide – One step further. What's the next one? Kingston Town. There we go. Oh, now mm. we're talking. So this, this is, is going to be a tremendous form reference moving forward into the, into the spring. So, But um, over the 1,200 metres, taking the race on its merits as we, as we see. For me, I was just – and I'm not alone here. Everyone, every man and his dog was really taken with the debut victory of Secret Plan, another of the Cerise and White Peters Investments production line. This three-year-old debuted in devastating fashion, Belmont September 2, coming from last in a field of 12, swept past them, arrogant performance, heavily backed as well, 280 into $1.90, they knew. Um, now, there will be... This is going to be interesting from a speed map point of view. Mm -hmm. There was a couple of recent white horses that got back in smaller fields last week and were still classy enough to win, namely Truly Great and Inspirational Girl. I love there the way he rode both of those as well. He, yep. he, he sort of knew he was at Ascot, didn't want to ride him for luck, knew he was on the best horse and, um, yeah, got him central uh, on straightening and let him do the rest. I think there were eight and nine horse fields. This is yeah. an 11 horse field. So that just adds that one extra, extra pair for Secret Plan to get back from gate nine, but for me, I, I well, I first of all have a lot of time for kiss on all four cheeks. Friday night, first law. I think either either of those trio could win this without surprising. I think they're all going to develop into serious serious racehorses. But for me, I think Secret Plan can go back from from uh, gate nine. Breathing fire with Chris Parnham on board. I reckon we might see a horse arrive, announce himself on Saturday, Secret Plan, whizzing down the outside. Oh, I am with you. I'm, uh, I always like to play devil's advocate of my own investments as well. And you've yep. got to that, – that day that uh, he won like that, you've got to remember the middle of the track was um, was where you wanted to be. But, geez, it still was fairly impressive, uh, wasn't he? It was, it was the type of win that um, just sort of wound the clock back to a couple of Bob's early season three-year-olds in, um, in years gone by and – and look, I don't know whether um, I don't know whether this bloke's going to end up being as good. But if you look at the uh, if you look at the career paths and career tra trajectories um, of horses like uh, Arcadia Queen and, and Perfect Reflection, this um, yeah, this does mirror the same type of uh, the same type of setup. So I um, I'm I'm keen. I, I I think the two you need to be brave to take yep. the two dollars forty at the moment. Um, I'd love to see something creep out closer to your three dollar mark because with a back mark you're always going to need a bit of luck, and especially if that easterly is in play here at Ascot, it simply could be that um, one of these gets a softer time. Out in uh, out, out in front, but um, for those looking to 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 find a bit of value here, your value might be playing a Kingston Town bet on this horse. I think um, around about forty one dollars is available. Um, of the last six 
Kingston Towns. How's this for a stat, BJ? Five of Bob's have started favourite or second favourite. You got Tuscan Queen started three forty, opened fifty one to one. Arcadia Queen started the dollar ninety, opened forty one dollars. That's me wiggling my finger, by the way. That was one of my favourite bets of all time. Uh, Perfect Jewel uh, opened forty one dollars, started five dollar fifty second favourite. There was no three year olds two thousand and sixteen, and then in two thousand and fifteen, Dispos- uh, Perfect Reflection mm-hmm. started your favourite at three dollars fifty and won the race over. Delicacy. Go back one more year. Disposition started uh, started favourite in the race. Didn't actually win it. I think it ran second. second. Yes, yeah. ran second um, that year. So, and if you want to go a little bit further, this one wasn't Cerise and White, but um, it's a him started second favourite the, the previous year as a three year old as well. Mm. So it's a three year old dominated race. If if one of my favourite punting theories is, and I probably shouldn't be. Uh, lobbing this away, um, is to try and pick out. And you might decide that Mystical View or uh, one of Bob's other three-year-olds is the pick of the bunch, but they're all currently $40 plus. Well, Magical around. Dreams in today. That's the one, yeah. yeah. I, I'm going to be keeping an eye how, how uh, Magical Dream goes. I really like that trial. Mm. Um, and it's, it's probably bred more so to get the journey. I'm not a big breeding man, but the secret plant is by I'm Invincible. But the dam is at a high chaparral, um, which is where the staying aspect may come from. But um, look, basically, if you can pick out Bob's best, three-year-old they tend to they tend to go pretty close into kingston town at a at a pretty short quote well, if, so. if they're if they're in it they're going to be a chance he you know even if, if they make it there they've got to be you know and last last year who was the horse that we did this on 51s into sixes before it broke down was windstorm so, yeah um yeah pretty uh pretty consistent theory over the last five or six years and um yeah so if, if you're not someone that wants to hop into two dollars 40 about a back marker in a pretty sharp little three-year-old race um, you could have a bit of fun over the next um, over the next six seven weeks um, if you have a little Kingston Town bet at the big price. I wonder if there's going to be layers bet fair late, especially if the um, I mean there's not there's not going to be a lot of exposed. This is only race three. The first race is a staying race. Mm-hmm. I suppose they'll try and get a line on pattern via race two. Um, but I mean if if they, if they want to, if a horse like Famous Journey with Jason Brown Jimmy Taylor wants to roll along out in front, it's it's uh, trial form has been really Super. good. Yeah. There's probably going to be ten that's going to stretch the field you know i'm thinking maybe secret plan might get out of touch potentially it's uh we saw the money come first up and i I wanted to dive in first up and i thought the same thing um secret plan was up against divine pear and apple snap celebrity witness a few horses i thought that we'd see some money for and um yeah i've disappeared from the computer for a sec come back and secret plan was basically three bucks to a dollar 90 and any betting opportunity was gone um so it will be interesting if uh, if they if they are around, BJ. But how many times have we seen this script, though? Now, they have the one start. They impress. Steps up to the 1,200, which I love, um, a couple of months later or 45 days later. How many times have we seen this script that they simply just win? So uh, just- I'm in the vortex. I can hear myself. I'm in the vortex, but uh, I can hear myself. <laughs> the one question I want to also ask you before we move on from this race is Jordan Turner. Why is he not riding Friday night? Has he opted for Sassy Trader? And how good was Sassy Trader's trial? When asked for, when asked to go, top notch. absolutely, oh, top notch. Was it a top notcher? Uh, has I'd, it, sorry, we, we I'd, missed, I'd we missed top okay. notch. I'd, I'd tune out when you got that part of the segment. So. <laughs> <laughs> it was top notch. Blinkers just exploded. Blinkers on, just whacked rewrite the stars, didn't it? So and one thing I will say about that trial: if rewrite the stars comes out and uh, wins the previous or runs a, a really big race in the previous, that trial looks um, that trial looks even better. And that was uh, Mystical View was in fourth in that trial. Yeah, I think. I right, think. Yeah. Yep. So and that's I think uh, my fair Ballantine. My third. fair Ballantine ran third, and mm-hmm. guess who ran seventh, beating eleven and a half. 
Empire Rain, who missed by a lip yesterday. Mm. So that could be one of the hotter uh, trial references going around. So if Sassy Trader finds a front, um, can definitely uh, give some cheek. But um, no, I'm, I'm with you again. Three from three, BJ. Let's keep agreeing. Well, speaking of cheek, kiss on all four cheeks. Philly worth following. I'm expecting her to go real close tomorrow. Uh, Friday night, interesting. Big spruik horse. Barrier, uh, barrier one. Barrier one, but Jared Noski goes on. 1,000 to 1,200 blinkers on. Mm. So I think there's been a bit of money around for him this morning. D-Day for a Friday night on Saturday. Yep. 100%. It's a, jeez, uh, I feel like it could be a sticky ride for Jared if he ends up three or four back the fence. You could see him being held up while um, Secret Plan's just out wide and in, in open air and going, whooshka. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Race four, Amelia Park handicap, 1,600 metres for the rating 66-plus brigade. Ganjimi Racing have been infuriating punters lately. Mm. They've scratched Notorious One from Ascot last Saturday, from Ascot on Wednesday, but it looks like their uh, game plan has paid off because Notorious One has landed in a very, very suitable Saturday race here. Guru, can we can we get this uh, short price fancy rolled? Uh, he can get himself rolled, that's yes. it, I think. Yeah. Um, I, I went into this trying to get him beaten again like I have done those two races when he's been um, when he's been scratched. I think he was the bloody lay of the century um, last Saturday, last Saturday yeah. against yeah. Tycoon Storm and Expressionist who didn't quite turn up. Um, but, yeah, he, he only beats himself here. This is a, this is a moderate bunch of, um, of milers. He's got the scope. He's in on the minimum. He can probably settle a touch closer from the better gate in a race that doesn't have a huge amount of speed. Jordan, what we've seen as well, Jordan can probably let him roll from the 600 if they aren't going that quickly. And, um, he just needs room, doesn't he? He just needs room, but he also needs to not switch off late like we saw him nearly do against Misty Ladd, and that, that form wasn't franked yesterday, Misty well, Ladd. Which is why I suppose the stable has reached for the one-eyed blinker. Yes, yes. It's always a, it's always a worry when the unique sort of uh some of the unique gear goes on but um with a horse of this nature and the way he races and what they're trying to teach him it's it's understandable but um look i i don't really want to get involved at the dollar 80 and i won't be getting involved at the dollar 80 but um just a, a watch on a horse like um playing marika who you got to remember on playing marika's last run she was backed into favoritism um on the 26th of the 9th her run on the surface looks plain. She's beaten the six lengths Arnie's boy. Arnie's boy was on the rail. Playing Marika was probably six horses off the rail. The the rail was worth like conservatively plus five. Yeah. Like it was conservatively worth plus five lengths. So I'd love to see him kick up playing Marika, settle closer. And the other runner who might get out to sort of twenty, thirty, forty dollars late on Betfair is one that's um you nearly um you nearly plucked. First up, last campaign. But uh, if you go through British Bess's history, and especially her last two campaigns, her best runs have been her first up runs. So the lack of tempo on this may not suit her. Um, Alan Kennedy's obviously opted for Arnie's boy. But um, look, if we can get a crazy price late, especially for especially for a hole, they're two horses that might be worth having a little look at. But um, no, notorious one only, only beats himself here, I think, BJ. Interesting runner. Midnight Blue comes through a WA Derby preparation in the autumn. First up, Cerise and White, Lacta. Ramoli has been booked. I think that's a story on its own. Yeah. Lactar on, they're not winning. I think that's the uh, – unless they're getting a big weight. If they're getting with 57 and a half and they think the horse can win the, the race, I think you'd see Clint Johnston-Porter or a um, or Chrissy Parnham Chris not Parnham, riding yeah. um, Kelly's Callisto. So um, for me, that's just a – Dead giveaway. I've just put a line through it. Midnight Blue, yeah. So he, uh, he's he got a bit of staying potential, this horse, but um, not, I don't think it'll be his day on Saturday. Uh Kelly's Callisto could be the one 
finding the rail out in front. Soft who, map, who, isn't it? Yeah, who makes who makes things challenging for Notorious One. Third up, should be just about ready to peak. I like the booking of Chris Parnham going on board. See, I don't. You don't? I I think it's a horse where you, you prefer less weight and an apprentice rolling along out on top. You reckon? That's Yeah, yeah. I'm sure Chris will get a little bit more out of it late, but the three kilos of Maddie versus um, for, for a horse rolling along out on top. And a soft map like this as well, I just, yeah, I think I think you really feel the 60 kilos late, but, jeez, um, you don't get much of a softer map. If it no. is playing big easterly and they're, and they're not making any ground, um, yeah, I think he'll, he has to, he purely has to be supported on, a, to, on a, yep. on a map sense. I mean, I've got a horse like Arnie's boy, probably looking to be a bit more aggressive, potentially ending up in a breeze type yep. thing. And it's, it's half the horse it is when it doesn't have cover. So, um, yeah, map wise, uh, definitely consider late if, uh, if they're not making an inch of ground. Okay. So yeah, it does look, um, set up for, yeah, the, the strategy, the patient strategy from Ganjimi Racing looks like it's going to mm -hmm. pay off on Saturday because yep. Notorious One is very well placed. You're brave taking a dollar seventy-five about a horse with a, a few mental uh, issues, though, aren't you? Yeah, he's on a steep learning curve. Notorious One's interesting. Notorious One Friday night block of land, which is in today. There are all these big sort of loping yep. sort of. Um, interesting character type horses all have their quirks so all hailing from the same stable so Michael and Chris have their hands full they love <laughs> with horse. that trio they love horses with uh, red flags don't they yeah um, yeah. even uh, what was Ocean's 15 he went good last week but um, he's got a couple of quirks as well mm -hmm. so anyway it's time to do the Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind competition the Mundaring has been the heart of the hills since 1899 located Jacoby Street Mundaring if you get a chance, especially if you're listening to the 1-1 on your way home from Northam today, drop in, see the publican, Ian Butchie O'Connor, say good day. Let him know you're a 1-1 listener. Congrats to last week's WA Racing Mastermind winner, Tom Atkinson, a $100 gift voucher. Tommy is in the mail. Congratulations again. Now, to be crowned this week's Mastermind, you'll need to answer the following three northerly flavoured questions guru so the fighting tiger geez he was uh, he was something special oh. and in honor of northerly stakes day we'll, um we've got three northerly based questions let's see how the guru goes my battle here question number one who was the first jockey to win aboard northerly question two at what start did northerly win the railway stakes at his fifth Sixth or seventh race start. Either way, that was some achievement. Question number three. Name the two horses that unsuccessfully protested against Northerly in his heart-pounding 2001 Cox Plate victory. Scribbling feverishly, listeners. I reckon I battled there. The guru has hit the wall when it comes yeah. to the northerly uh, knowledge. Anything pre-2008 pre type thing is uh, <laughs> we're just challenged. So. I'm sure there's plenty. Uh, you probably can't read my writing down there, can you? I think you got 0 0.5 out of 3. 0 0.5. Okay, there we go. So I'm sure there's That's plenty of northerly super fans who will know that information off the top of their head. So if you want to enter this week's Mundaring Hotel Mastermind, please send us a direct message at the 1-1-Pod on Twitter. Answer those three questions and you will be in contention for a $100 gift voucher to the Mundaring Heart of the Hills since 1899.
I reckon that might, uh, that might separate the boys from the men, that one, I think, because a couple of those, well, the last one in particular, it's hard to, uh, it's a little bit harder to uh, just Google and get your answer. I like that one. So interesting. Might be a carryover week again. <laughs> <laughs> Race five. Glenroy Char handicap. We've got another graduation, this time over 1,400 metres. Bit of interest in this. We've got a couple of three-year-olds taking on the older horses. Both the three-year-olds have weight and map advantage over the uh, the older major players, including – so those three-year-olds are, of course, Precautionary and Indigo Blue. The older chances, the main fancies would be special choice, and there's a few others. And one of the more interesting runners of the day is a high-class horse by the name of Heaven's Gift, former Peter in Peter's Investments mayor, who was sold prior, who was sold for six thousand dollars to Holly Lock and her connections. Went on to win twice at Pinjarra before running third in a Belmont Oaks and second in the Belmont Classic. She is racing first up with Jared Noski in the saddle. I've gone for one of the three-year-olds, Terry. Which way did you go? You're saying Grant and Alana to Holly Locks are an upgrade just about, <laughs> isn't it? That's uh, it's a fair old effort, though, isn't it, Taking Getting a horse that uh, they deemed not up to it, and then especially to, 6, compete, in the, to compete in the um, in those three-year-old races. So that's, uh, that's super. At start three and four, it's uh, incredible stuff there. I don't think that this is the race for Heaven's Gift. I think um, I think from the gate, Jared's going to have to go back from 11, and they'll probably look to run into it, probably beat home half or three-quarters of the field. But It, it um, feels like a horse you could target to that Mares series, the um, yeah, Jungle Miss, so. Jungle Dawn, yep. Starstruck and Latrice. You could almost race in all of them. Yep, so, very, yeah, very, very much so. I mean, the way she uh, the way she got over the ground, I think they'll be probably thinking maybe not this year, but the following year, even a Perth Cup type uh, type uh, conveyance. And uh, Holly only has a small team, but they um, they all go very well, and they're all always astutely placed too. So, um, but no, I'm I'm with the three year olds. I think uh, I had some concerns about how well the early season three year olds would go um, against the older horses, and those those sort of. Uh, those concerns were dispelled last week with um, with Indigo, uh, sorry, with Dom to shoot and um, Shantork getting the uh, getting the chocolates against the older horses. So look, I did well too. Yeah, they did. Mm. I um, I am pretty keen here on Indigo Blue. Um, it's actually our lay of the day uh, when it went to Kalgoorlie. When she went to Kalgoorlie, I always always find it's hard for a young horse to um, to travel that far and then become accustomed to a new track. And that's exactly as it turned out. Um, she wobbled badly around the bend. It was interesting because when I did my review, I saw that and they've actually noted it in the stewards' report, which you don't really often see. Um, sort of those type of things mentioned but i, I enjoyed it was good to see actually it was yeah i enjoyed a little bit more of a details george report in that sense but if you look at her last 100 meters she hit the line better than anything else and yeah even the winner who'd already um passed her obviously by by that stage of proceedings um all of her lead-up trials where she was super impressive um she raced on speed and, and she gets that opportunity here Somewhere near a one-one, potentially the back of precautionary. That you got Bolshoi girl drawn underneath. Maybe the I was, breeze. I was thinking. The breeze. I, is I was the trying most to. Likely. I was trying to get her to cover. Yeah, but I, I feel as though she's going to land outside leader. I'm fine with that. So okay. I've got absolutely no issue with her racing without cover here. I mean, on debut she was a good thing beaten behind Captain Burglar when held up at key moments. Um, she's then knocked off Dom to shoot, um, albeit getting the the sit. 
um, on her, ridden against the pattern they would have planned, and then she simply didn't handle Kalgoorlie. I don't think this race has a huge amount of depth. Durant Stable's going nicely now. Special choice is your lay of the day. Um, $20 plus wouldn't get me, to be honest with you, BJ. Um, I think horses like Lucky Linda, Lulu, and Point Taken, who are going to have to carry significantly more weight than a horse on the rise, uh, will feel that weight late. And I just think Indigo Blue looks um, looks your winner on paper. So it's a, it's an easy investment for me. I'm going to look at a little, little, little saver um, on a horse we mentioned earlier coming out of that hot trial, My Fair Ballantyne. Um, I thought that was a nice enough trial. Has the differing form lines. I think... I think last campaign they got a little bit wrong with the stepping it up in trip and just just wobbling it round and it was never a bit of guessing going on, wasn't there? There was, that? and and she also didn't have a great deal of luck um, throughout her campaign either. So I'm not 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 sure how she's, she'll go. She's a horse she'd love to get your hands on, I reckon. My fair Ballantyne. I reckon there's a bit of scope there, mm, isn't there, BJ? I think the 1400 meters first up is the right move. I think Barrier Six is the right spot. Um, may only be a, a horse or two if Indigo Blue. And around that $13, she's one that's super hard to price. I found her impossible to mark. Um, I think it's a pretty easy double play race with the main go, Indigo Blue, $4 plus and, and My Fair Ballantyne mid-teens. Okay. This is where we go our separate ways, Terry. <laughs> my three-year-old. It, it had to come. My three-year-old that I'm keen on here is precautionary. I um, was trying to make a case for her last start and was shot down by the by the unceremoniously by the guru well in my defense i didn't have her leading we didn't i didn't have her on the plus five rail and um and if you go back to the yeah anyway i don't need to tell yourself <laughs> now but yes i did i do remember that you said uh, what did you think of her last run and i said oh, i thought it was just okay i thought yeah. with the runs that uh, indigo blue and dom to shoot had she had the right to maybe skip a little harder but um what do i know was suited on the day precautionary but i feel as though she won well enough and i feel as though she's going to be suited again clean getaway with Bo banovic edwards bbe in the saddle 51 kgs holds up in front has got hardest to beat indigo blue on her outside rails gives a kick precautionary i think she's she's going to make life difficult for indigo blue to get over the top of her i feel as though uh the um the claim is is uh is a it's good use of the claim good by uh fred kersley and uh yeah i just think the start is all important if bo can get her to begin can hold the rail in front and if indigo blue lands punching breeze outside leader i think precautionary can cling on that's the way i'm leaning terry although it was flip of the coin stuff but i ended up rolling with precautionary because i thought she'd find the rail and the three kilo weight advantage from a map point of view, those two really look like they should dominate the race with the um, with the lightweight, shouldn't they? Hundred percent agree. So, what price do you have? Special choice. Special choice. I pushed out to seven fifty. What were you? Uh, twenty six. Really? Yeah, twenty six. Probably wouldn't take thirty five plus either. So, so you can watch Special well, Choice come out and win next start. It was actually uh, well, it was actually it, a it took, tough win last start. Yeah, it was a good win, but it took everything of CJP to he get put it on his shoulders, oh. didn't he? It was good, but I don't know whether no no disrespect to our man Raul Romoli, but I don't know if he's if he's got those tricks up his sleeve just no. yet. Map map suggests she'll be quite well back as well. Yeah, either, either that or wide. So sticky, sticky, sticky ride. But um, when she's taking, I think she's currently five bucks, so she's yep. taking up twenty percent of the market. So I like that as a. Um, I like that feel because it gives you a good uh, a good percentage to bet into the rest of the race. Yeah, good stuff. Race number six is the Crown Towers Handicap. 
over the 1,000 metres. Condor Heroes, he's been a polarising figure here at the 1-1. One, one. Condor Heroes can't win. And um, he... Did uh, you say that, did you? <laughs> but uh, he, um, he's got blistering, blistering early and middle gate speed, this uh, uh, Eastern States import from the Michael and Ganjimi Racing Yard. He, uh, he looks as though he's going to find the front, run them along and turn this into a real speed battle. But there are some horses with some reasonable amount of class who will be in his slipstream following him into the turn. We have horses like Battlestorm, a Cerisum White returning from Victoria. Also, Nikovi, stablemates Nikovi and Boomtastic, very classy four-year-olds who are returning from a break. Each of those as well as Elite Street, who looks like a horse with significant potential. So there's a bit going on here, here Guru. Um, but for me, I feel as though if, if Condor Hero, Heroes turns up anywhere near his blistering best, he's just going to be very hard to catch railing out in front. Well, this was an incredible race to try and uh, market, and I actually didn't. And you know me, I, I, I create a market for basically every single race. But ha how are you meant to mark Battlestorm, a horse that's yeah. first up? I was going to ask you that question. Actually. Yeah, you, you simply can't. You obviously, you mark it on trust, you mark it on I went barrier. For, I went $5. I, I think I would have had it yep. something along those lines, but just with a big question mark next to it. You're just marking a race for the sake of marking a race. Yep. Um, like how, how do you mark Nakovi? That was a nice trial. Um, but gets back over the thousand meters. Coming off uh, some issues too, I think Nakobi as well. So. Boom, Boomtastic gets five and a half, uh, carries five and a half less than Condor Heroes. But does Condor Heroes have too much early gate speed? And Boomtastic will be chasing to get to the breeze, and arguably be gassed in doing so. Um, then you can even talk about a horse like Elite Street, who Papuli's made that form look okay in recent weeks. And um, it's just uh, even Chicks Pick. But the yeah. problem with Chicks Pick is probably going to be on the back of the Nikonian, who I suspect. Will be one of the first horses beaten here and then Road probably block. roadblock probably mm. a very good horse for condor heroes um in that sense bj but um no it's, it's not a race i have uh, a huge opinion on i'll be um i'm more interested to, to watch them go around any type of hot rail and you've you've got to think that condor heroes will be super hard to um will be super hard to grab but geez these these early season four-year-olds uh, last last year's crop of three-year-olds they just keep winning and keep mm. running big races don't they so wouldn't Surprised me to see Boom Tastic or Nikovi um, run pretty big races here, but uh, no, I'll be I'll be staying out. This is all yours. Yeah, no, I'm just I concur with a lot of what you were saying. It was just purely on Condor Heroes. If the Ganjimi is the brothers have got this fellow where they want him to, bit of an easterly around on a warm Ascot and warm Ascot day. If Condor Heroes with Sean McGrady in the saddle can begin use that real strong, impressive mid-race speed, establish a, a lead and get the others chasing. Um, I'm just wondering who's strong enough to get over the top of him, you know, if conditions are to suit. So that there's probably a few there who are putting up their hands to suggest that they have that in their, within their capabilities. But I don't know, he's going to be making the running out in front and I thought he's pretty brave first up with weight at Belmont. I reckon conditions are going to be even more suitable for him on Saturday. So... Condor Heroes on top. Definitely looks like an Ascot horse. The one thing I will say um, when assessing Condor Heroes versus a horse I never expected to try and assess in this race, State Attorney. They mm. actually met fresh um, last campaign and State Attorney 
I think it's a four kilo swing for a 0.2 length um, defeat. So State Attorney is the world's biggest nonny. But, geez, there are a couple of um, pretty impressive trials behind Celebrity Queen and, and some sort, weren't they? So yeah. last trial was the best part of a month ago, but that could be big. they're trying to keep him fresh on purpose. Um, I think, his I think best just, runs have always I think been fresh. I thousand meter races for him. Yep. I think that's it, yeah. So his, his best runs have always been fresh. So, look, I, I might look to shop something place-heavy state attorney lady if I can see some sort of something north of $20 and, and $5 a drum. Um, that might be something I, I look to shop at late, but um, with a, a lack of real enthusiasm, BJ. Yeah, Condor Heroes for me, if he's going to get run over, it'll be one of Battlestorm, Boomtastic or Nakobi. Something small state attorney. Better tip something at a price today. There's not too many uh, at a big quote. No naughty by okay No. No. We're going to talk about that. Are we on speaking terms about that? Not too. I wasn't really happy with the ride on Red Top Hip. Red Top Hip? Red Hot Tip either, to be honest. They absolutely crawled in a race and she got caught. he got caught napping by Matty Derrick on a 10-year-old or 9-year-old and pushed to pass. Like, jeez. The way to beat Truly Great was to get rolling and um, you being the one that was kicking clear. So I was, I was a little bit frustrated by that and I was a little bit, bit flat. Frust- bit flat. I was a little bit flat about that uh, and I was a little bit flat that um, Naughty by Nature was ridden that defensively as well, straight out the back and um, absolutely climbing over him in a race that we called correctly. We we had uh, we were pretty strong that Cliffs had come for this or Tessio Pooley would probably chop each other into the ground and be, be calling cabs late and um, unfortunately – we just weren't on the right back marker. Mm, Dominic. Dominic, yeah. Retrospect, it looks... So the five bottles of mum, they uh, they never eventuated. Well, they they would have done. It wasn't my fault. They never eventuated. No, However, they would have the- done. <laughs> so they- it's, it's never been my fault, though. That's one, that's one thing you've come to learn pretty quickly over the journey. But, yeah, uh, Naughty by Nature could be a horse to follow. You never know. Mm, um, the horse to follow. Race seven is uh, very, very sharp. Mm. Very, very sharp field of sprinters lining up here in the RS Crawford Stakes. 1,000 metres, set weights and penalties. This is one of the major lead-ups towards the Group 1 Winter Bottom Stakes. Now, the Crawford is uh, – there's lots of talent, as you can imagine, but it does, with Mervyn engaged, mm. they will be humming. They'll be, flying, burning, they'll be burning turf early. And for me – it just looks like it's going to set it up for the on-pace brigade, and I reckon this is this is just a sweet, sweet setup for Indian Pacific. Yeah, it, it depends. Have you got Indian Pacific tucking in on Mervyn? Because Mervyn, when they they don't necessarily just have to go plus a million lengths to the turn. Mervyn on occasion can be held back to them, and Labor Rod might be able to kick up and grab the back of Mervyn. So Indian Pacific could be breezing. Could be breezing. Yeah. Yeah, it could be breezing. So if you if you go back through Indian Pacific's runs. Um, throughout his short career to date. This is another one with the futures-wise. I don't know whether – well, I, I highly doubt he'll be able to make the step up to wait for Age Company and run a race, but um, he's nearly 50-1 to 1 with a couple of agencies for the winter bottom. And Neville Parnham has been pretty um, big on the fact that he thinks he can continue to improve and go that way. So if you're looking for something at a price, he might be worth something very small. But um, he's twice in his seven-star career, BJ. He hasn't uh, – Hasn't found the fence, um, and on those two occasions he was beaten. So interesting in that sense. Look, I, I, I think this race will be won and run exactly as you said. Mervyn will spear along Indian Pacific on its back. Laver Rod probably the back of Mervyn. Mm-hmm. Valor Road on the back of um, Indian Pacific. I think 
The data doesn't agree with me in the fact that labor rod does go well fresh over the 1,000, but I get the feeling labor rod might just want a little bit further. Um, I feel labor rod might be a better horse over 1,200 um, potentially. Um, Did you consider labor rod above Indian Pacific? No, I didn't. No. no, no. I think the race we run and won from the breeze and the horse on the the back of the breeze. Valeroid's the map horse. Yeah. I think Valeroid's really the map horse here, and Indian Pacific's the the horse on the rise. Who, if Mervyn came out of this race, um, I, I would have had Indian Pacific two dollars eighty type thing. I think if it if it finds the rail, if it found the rail, the race would be over um, straight away. So, I think the winner comes from those two. You're talking five bucks Valeroid, four bucks. Uh, Indian Pacific type thing. I think those marks are about right. You've got to have Labor Rod not far from them in the market. You have to have Stage Man, but always happy to take on a horse 1,200 back to 1,000, especially when they're going to go mad like this. But if it wins, it's just too good, isn't it? Exactly right. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'll cop it. I'm definitely yeah. not going to say it's a lay or, or anything of that nature, but um, it's just a horse I'm, I'm happy to take on down in journey. But uh, the, the winner comes from Indian Pacific and, and Valor Road, and, and I found it very hard to split the pair. So I'll probably, probably shop late. I'm expecting the money to roll in for the boom horse indian pacific i think that's the one that will just people will want late potentially even labor rod it might mean a horse like valorod gets to a backable quote late so i'm happy to play bet fair late and see what um see what uh is provided by the market yeah i'm very keen indian pacific almost my best of the day mm. i just yeah, i'm really taken with this with this horse uh, especially at the first up at the thousand he was uh under a hold in a very sharp lead up barrier, Belmont barrier trial win. Brad and Neville Parnham speak very enthusiastically about this uh, four-year-old now. He, um, yeah, fresh. I think he's just going to be dynamite on speed. Mervyn, hopefully if Mervyn goes quick enough, uh, Indian Pacific can maybe tuck into the slipstream or get half a horse of cover. Mm -hmm. um, and if he does, that's just going to give him that little bit of juice left in the finish. Still, I feel as though Indian Pacific's just a very fast horse. Over the 1,000, I think he's going to be fastest. So Labor Rod was my biggest danger. He was dynamite first up of the 1,000 last prep. He's going to be camping just behind Mervyn and Indian Pacific and hopefully getting the last crack at them. Stage man launching late, Valor Road class, gets a good map as Terry alluded to. So for me, Indian Pacific on top, if he's gonna get collar late, I reckon it might be Labor Rod or Stage Man. Very good. Uh, good luck to um, connections of uh, Man Booker as well. I don't think this is winnable over the thousand, but I'd love to see Man Booker return and uh, be a force in either the winter bottom or the uh, railway, whichever way I think, they. I think they're hoping to keep him to the sprints this campaign. Okay. So I think the winter bottom is the, is the go, which is why he's resuming over the 12 then i imagine he'll go to the 11 yep uh which is a prince of wales i think it is and then on to the winter bottom yep oh good luck to connection because uh yeah one of our favorites man booker oh now she was yeah uh this is this is some race. <laughs> they got so, me on the uh, the little birdie pod over East today to to discuss this and try and declare him something. And I said, "Gee, whiz, you've you've uh, you picked a hard so old race up, for me." To, first uh, up on the little birdie. First up, yeah, it was first up, and I thought, uh, "Gee, whiz, it's uh, it's a race you can run." As I said, it's a race you can run uh, ten times and get ten different results. So they didn't give you any half trackers, just straight. No, no, no. There was no half volley first up. Yeah. I was hoping something was chucked on a tee, but unfortunately, it was uh, it was a fifth day wicket in Mumbai and uh, the. <laughs> ball was doing a fair bit so um yeah i'm gonna i reckon i'll be lucky to get bad on ball here but uh mm. look let's start from the beginning bj let's have a discussion it's a very, good, very good place to start it is it, it is it's it is it's often often the best place to start i've been told uh speed map let's let's discuss this speed map have, have we both got great shot crossing and finding the rail i do 
And before we move on, how about the uh, the way this works? I saw Peter McCormick's tweet. I was actually in the process of um, tweeting something similar, but how about great shot just rolling in as a bottom weight in uh, in a set uh, weights and penalties race? It's uh, it's quite uh, quite incredible. Well, the, 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 are, there's going to be some support around for great shot because of that as well. There, has, there probably naturally has to be. Well, the alarming thing is that he's still holding a 105 handicapping rating it's, as well which throws the anomaly out yeah oh it's just uh it looks funny doesn't it it yeah. just looks funny not ha ha funny but uh just on the cusp of ha ha funny um great shot leading uh money matters from 14 just putting the foot down with p hall on top and finding the breeze i think that's its only real move isn't yeah. it otherwise you'd scratch surely yeah mm. so well who knows? They might scratch in the end anyway. They mm. might. I don't know the calendar-wise if there's another suitable assignment. But as a 98 rater, there probably isn't many more suitable assignments. So um, I think they'll take it on and say we think it's a quick horse. That um, the 1400 is probably the preferred uh, preferred journey. We can find the breeze here. They'll they'll have an idea that Red Can Man will be probably wanting the one one. They'll have an idea that Vital Silver will probably want the one one too. Yeah. I'd suggest I'd say unless one of them gets caught deep, that one of them ends up one one. One of them ends up on the back, or as I said, the other one gets caught deep. Massimo but, leaders back. Well, the danger is you've got Massimo free trade, and let me just get my notes up here, BJ. You got Massimo. You, they're the two. Sorry, you got yep. Massimo and free trade, who both have really good tactical speed and won't just want to hand up a, a potential one one. I reckon. I reckon they're going to be less aggressive on free trade yesterday. Uh, sorry, on Saturday mm -hmm. after they really. Really attacked in the black art bar and he folded up yeah i reckon they they might be questioning whether that's the right way to go high pressure he might have to just be a horse that sort of comes back a pair yep no i, I can 100 percent see that and even with massimo i mean from barrier four drawn underneath is telling we're coming taxigano and platoon three slow horses okay well taxigano at this journey is a slow horse mm -hmm. won't go with him early so massimo could end up back on the fence Probably three back the fence potentially. It could it could be sticky for Massimo from where uh, from where he's going to end up. Um, look, I, I think just from a just from understanding a a campaign and where this horse is at. I mean, he's is your current favourite for the race. Is he still your favourite, Mitch? Let's check. He is. He's he's a six dollar favourite. I mean, that's that's got six dollars the field, five fifty the field. Yeah, no, I, I I couldn't take double that about Massimo. So obviously, we know how good he's been this uh, this preparation. But this is his twelfth or thirteenth run, coming um, off a coming off a setback, which coming saw him coming off a, before the Hannans, and yeah. he and he travelled too, Kalgoorlie. Yeah. So he's still he's still done the travel. It's thirty five days, like. No, it's just it's just the horse we got to take on every day of the week, and this yeah. is this is his hardest assignment. What a length of the straight! Um, great shot actually meets him something like um, it's about eight and a half kilos better yeah. for that uh, three point uh, or nearly four length defeat a couple of starts ago, which is a really interesting weight swing um, there to be honest with you. But look, first of all, this is a race I'm I'm pretty keen to um, take a few on. Um, I've seen you're on top selection, so mm. yours is one of the ones I'm going to look to take on. That's that's probably the one I least want to take on. But um, I think KC might need another trial. Uh, might be found wanting without that second trial in a what I what should be a pretty hard run race with the speed coming across from Great Shot and Money Matters um, and Red Cam Man and Vital Silver not wanting to be far from them. Um, happy to take on Massimo for mm. reasons uh, I've just said. Happy to take on Money Matters. Can't see Money Matters breathing from 14 and beating these. Something will get a sit. I think something will be too strong for Money Matters late. And from what I can gather, it looks like Joey has a party's opted for Vital Silver um, over Money Matters, which is somewhat interesting um, on its own, unless 
perhaps Joey was told you're right at here and you're right at the winter bottom too, which would have been a pretty big fillip for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, happy taking on – no, they're the one. They're basically the horses in the market. There's obviously a stack of others that I don't think can win. But um, th- those three horses are all – they're your f- three favourites just about. Yeah, so KC, they are your three favourites. Oh, Red Can Man, sorry, is in the uh, is in there as well. So that's not what I'm taking on. We're not mm-hmm. taking on Red Can Man, but um, I'm happy knocking those three. BJ, mm. Mm. okay, <laughs> that so was a, that was a disapproving sign. No, no, no. I'm just sort of trying to plot my way through this because this is uh, there's, I, a bit, there's a bit up there's a bit going on. Yeah, so a bit I, I wrote in the leg upset. In the spirit of the Fighting Tiger, we have, have ourselves a heavyweight stoush in the Northerly Stakes. Now, um, this is just a belter. <laughs> Belter of a race. So for me, the speed, great shot, money matters, Massimo, Vital Silver, Red Cam Man, among others, is going to ensure that this is going to be run at least faster, just faster than average. It'll be willing. Yeah, it'll be willing. Um, and uh, and it's it's mainly due to the barrier draws as well. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah, they're going to Vital Silver nine, Red Cam Man thirteen, Doug twelve. 12 great shot is 10 it's um money matters 14 money matters 14 so that it's just it's got a it, the the puzzle is very fascinating here so for me there's going to be intense pressure up um at the leaders and the, the pointy end the pointy end so when there's high pressure i feel as though the cream rises to the top this is why i've sided with kc mm-hmm. uh, first up i can see where terry's coming from might be a touch vulnerable on a railway Do you think it could be even more vulnerable because, because of that hot tempo and that the, the grounding isn't underneath her as well? I don't know. I just feel as though first up she's going to be on fresh legs. From five, I feel as though Stevie Punham is going to be able to hold a midfield running position and get a really good sight, really good sighter at the uh, the targets that he'll be looking to, to gun down late with KC. He rides this horse with supreme confidence, Steve Parnham. They know how good she is. She's uh, on on en route to railway and perhaps back-to-back Kingston Town classic victories. As I said, in these type of situations, the cream rises to the top. That's why I'm siding with KC. I feel as though if the leaders uh, put, put, on, put too much pressure on up top, they're going to be – there's a bunch of them that are going to be vulnerable late. They're going to be vulnerable to horse with the calibre of KC. I can see her really motoring and launching into into the finish. Of the on-speed brigade, when you're talking about cream rising to the top, I'm happy to forgive Vital Silver. I don't think a lot went right in the black heart, but they've made a gear change and a riding change, and I think Gate 9 is even – is is better um i think he's a better horse kept away from from the fence unless he's leading so he has led and won twice over 1400 meters at ascot in the past it's been a while since he's had a crack at 1400 but his record at this journey is exceptional i think he's like six from 10 or something like that yep. it's really really good 1400 meter horse all, Bol- all, Bol- all, all great races but yeah yep. it's still six from 10. yeah so and i feel like getting back onto a firm fresh ascot surface is going to suit him i don't think that that um, the setup at Belmont the other day was favourable, especially in a in a in a race where he got sort of hemmed away or behind a stopping leader, and then sort of that's not really his go. He likes to move into the race with momentum. I feel as though he's going to get that on uh, on Saturday. So for me, I feel as though it's a it's a race for KC and Vital Silver to be fighting out. Red Cam Man, I reckon he's probably still a run short. I reckon third up will probably be where he'll be peaking en route to a railway stakes as well. But he's a really consistent. Honest horse. He's got two peak 1400 meters performances that stand out 
um, both really fast, uh, really fast runs. So they they stand out big time in this uh, northerly stakes. So they're the three for me. There's a heap of other chances that people will no doubt be making cases for, but for me, it's KC, Vital Silver, and Red Cam Man. One of those three will be winning it. Yeah, so I think there'll be uh, opinions varied left, right, and centre. It's funny if you you go back to the Blackheart Bar, which is a major form reference to this. It's it's arguable that Uni Time was the run of the race, just about, isn't it? Yep. So, and uh, Uni Time opened the biggest um, the biggest ruffie in the field. So, um, look, I, I, without much confidence, but the horse that's come up well above my my price in uh, in a very unconfident market uh, is Vital Silver. Um, first up, I, I just think sometimes we need to show forgiveness first up was huge with the 62 with peter hall in the back over the unsuitable thousand meters second up i think they just got it wrong and they were also the victim of circumstances from barrier two peter hall the scratching the scratching and mass scratching costly yeah it was horrible that's i mean a lot of us were pretty keen and we we dove in and we had him one one we didn't want him going back to the fence so but if you also watch that race they've gone about plus six to the turn and peter hall dug him up almost to try and lead i think he said hang on if we're a chance we might be able to kick up and lead here by the time he took a hold the horse just fought him um, and just fought him and fought him and fought him and fought him. When a gap finally appeared, which it, it took a little bit he of his day to do so, he and he's got Cup Night and Stage Man sitting in his ass, mm. and they're two horses that are going to out-sprint Vital Silver every day of the week. So just go back to his win. Uh, sorry, not his win. He's placing, his second placing in the Manicato, and that's the sort of sort of map I have here. I've no doubt Dan and Ben will say, um, look, probably let greatest great shot go across, um, let money matters come across, but show some speed, make them work to get there, then tuck in. But uh, this won't be a horse that's it's waiting to make a sprint. This will this will be a horse that's often going before the bend and he can really grind and sustain a run. So um I question I question the four. I still think he's gonna be a better twelve hundred meter horse. I know I know what his numbers say at the fourteen hundred meters, but I do think he'll be a better twelve hundred meter horse. Um but I, I just think ridden correctly, ridden tough, uh, he'll be super, super, super hard to get past late. And his only blemish in four Ascot starts was a second in a winter bottom stakes. So as BJ alluded to before, he's um, he absolutely loves this surface and he loves getting on top of the ground again. Um, only, they were only a soft five last time out, but he definitely loves Ascot. And I just think each way at 10 bucks, I don't – I mean, I don't think we're going to see each way 10 bucks about Vital Silver at many SWP mm. races going forward. So um, happy being on here. But, um, yeah, look, this is – yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, I tipped it last day. It wouldn't surprise me to see Media Baron really elevate second up at the 1400. wouldn't surprise me to see Cup Knight, who beat all of these um, last time out in, in the Blackheart Bart, albeit with a tremendous run on a hot rail, um, go past him. There's a lot of speed in this. There's a million different permutations the way this race can end up. I thought Platoon's trial was huge. Yeah, Probably ends good. up three or four back the fence and needs a needs a mountain of luck. You know um, who's who might be back in town as well? Who? Tell them we're coming. I thought its two trials have been really good. Yeah, I, I don't think Telemere Cummins are four back the fence, Lucy Warwick or so. No, that's not, not sad day, but look out for him. He'll be steaming. 100%. Yeah, yeah one of my favourites, Telemere Cummins. Mm. So, yeah, big well, fan of Telemere Cummins. It was interesting what you were talking about, just before we move on, about that black art bar stakes and about race shape and the importance of of of, mm-hmm. um, of tempo so they've gone five five or six above yeah, just fast, shy of six, so faster than average to the 800 and they went about even from the 800 to the 600 but there was a big anchor drop from this by chloe as a party on flower of war between the six and the four and vital and so, silver and was so, just an unhappy horse so what that meant was it, it vital silver burned early and then with the anchor drop 
Peter Hall had to take hold and he was fighting. So it's a so it's a double negative. He's burnt fuel in the early speed battle and then he's burnt fuel fighting his rider and he's got nothing to show for it because as you said, showmanship, uh, not showmanship, sorry, um, stage man mm-hmm. and cup night were like basically on his heels. Yeah, exactly. So he's done they all, they he, hadn't made the early run either. They, they, had, they, they hadn't, hadn't been used, they hadn't been at used all, at all. So, so yeah. it's when you see the the Vincicardi like we do the Vizcardi figures and the data that comes through, you can really see why, like how Stageman and Cup Knight were able to be so close to them at that stage of the race and still have so much um, to give. Whereas the other horses had, it was it was just it was interesting looking at the mathematics of it all to see. Oh, hang on, like these horses have gone so fast early, yet they don't have anything to show for it. They know, had no head start over the big closers, and that's why they were all vulnerable late. So exactly right. Mm-hmm. And one of the analogies I like to use is horses aren't uh, horses aren't cars. If you, if you accelerate early and then have to put the brake pedal on, it's very likely <laughs> the accelerator won't work again for mm-hmm. a horse. So and that's exactly the case with with Vital Silver. There, you have to be a, a serious serious racehorse to um, to be able to to do what he did in there. And and then pick up and sprint again. So um, they know that. They know his strengths, as you mentioned, as you alluded to, his, his wider gate um, or middle of the field gate barrier nine is perfect. It gives Joey options and, um, yeah, just look look to see Joey get wide and let this horse try and sustain a four yeah, 500 Yeah, I reckon run. he'll be busy, which which suits the way that Joey has a party rides as yep. well. Yep, 100%. Yep. Cracking race, though. cracking race. Whoever wins will be deserved. That's I'll be having sure. I'll be having something on vital silver each way, but I, I won't be uh, I won't be going gutsy, in as I actually really just want to enjoy the uh, enjoy the event and um, can probably give us an idea going forwards to a uh, to a railway stakes. I hope Media Baron runs a race. Mm. Having some of the some of the forties and fifties around, I've just got a feeling Media Baron's going to turn into a horse a bit deeper in this prep. Okay. That was uh, that was good stuff. Nor- mm. Northerly stakes analysis. But speaking of good stuff, Terry, what time is it? <laughs> that's a good segue. That's, that's one. Of, that's one of your best yet, actually. Speaking of good stuff. Speaking of good stakes. Good stakes. It's time for the get out stakes, BJ. It's S T E A K S. Who is it? Uh, who is it sponsored by? Well, it's sponsored by Market City Meats, okay. the largest retail butcher shop in Perth, located at the Canningvale Markets on Ballister Road. Timmy Hewitt, he's our man. He runs the show out there with his team. Drop in, swing past, say good day. Timmy will take very good care of you. Congrats to last week's winner, Brett Ersig. Now a dual GOS victor, Brett, or Mr. Sensitive, as he's known on Twitter, was on the money with his Dom to Shoot selection. He pinpointed Guru, pinpointed the exact 0.52 length margin. Mr. Sensitive. Yeah. A few tears of joy afterwards, you think? Very, that's high quality stuff. He would have felt uh, that, wouldn't he? Mm, Mr. Sensitive. He would. Mm. <laughs> he sure would have. I'll tell you what, the people are racking up these multiple get out stakes wins. Mm. Um, I bet you there's a few people out there who enter week in, week out who have got to be wondering when. When's it going to be our turn? When's it going to be out there? They're probably what about us? following us. Yeah, what about us? It isn't fair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shannon Noel would be, uh, he'd be at the top of his lungs about this. Now, to enter the Get Out Stakes, simply tweet at the 1-1-Pod who you think will win race nine at Ascot on Saturday. Who will win? Decimal winning margin, two decimal places, first in best dressed under the Sam White clause. Well, BJ, I think this is a week you want to get your margin correct mm. because this isn't a week. I think it's an overly open race. In fact, I think there are two 
winning chances and just the two winning chances. I'm not just the two of us. Just the two of us. We can uh, we can back a winner if we try. Yeah. Um. The, the two winning chances. Bj here. For first of all, from a speed about point of view, I think you'll see strike force try and roll forward. Um. From barrier five, strike force actually flying at the moment. Yeah. Humming. Um, absolutely humming. The drop back to fourteen hundreds a real. It's a real kick in the teeth. You would have loved uh, Peter Bamford from Mouche. Um Would have loved the uh, would have loved this to be over the mile. Mm, I reckon. I reckon um, too. After <clears throat> runs behind leading girl and money matters, but pretty happy to take on. Not not take on. It's a clear third elect for me. But uh, strike force isn't the one we're going to be looking at here. Um, position to power didn't go very well. Off a little freshen up. But I'm expecting and I'm trusting a yard. I'm trusting David Harrison to uh, to get this bloke to improve second up. And I think with Paul Harvey going back on, um, he will do so. I think from barrier two, he either lands probably the back of the speed or even kicks through and tries to lead off himself if strike force doesn't get away um, all that cleanly as he occasionally doesn't. Um, so I, I think that we just see massive improvement there. And this is... Probably should start by saying this is a race with with just nothing. There's just no depth. I'm happy taking on Mystery Miss with it's not it's not an apprentice horse. You need a you need a guide, Mystery Miss, and it needs a W Pike or C Parnham, I think, to run a race. Bella's Idol, Big Caroline, um, they're not they're just simply not up to this morning. Song's not a fourteen hundred meter fresh horse. It needs every bit of two thousand. Um, Bad Wolf had its win wide gate. Tollman's a nice horse, but from ten, how do you map a victory? And Turbo Power is a sixty four Raider and a seventy two plus. So very simply, it's a two horse race. Um, I, I keep umming and ahhing which way I want to go. I'm, I'm going to go with Moshard on top, though. Um, I think Moshard's in career best form, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, and Moshard's... So you, you were in Kalgoorlie. I, I was in Kalgoorlie. Have I mentioned that? <laughs> have I mentioned that at all? They, uh, I left my soul there if anyone could bring it back to Perth next time they, uh, they come. I was watching Sky Thoroughbred Central. Mm. Uh, Peter Fernie and Luke Fernie, I think, were both on from memory. Uh, and Moshard was the pick of them in the Hannans Handicap. Yep. Uh, ahead of... Pims, okay. Pims Royale, and Mashad got back and charged home into fourth and missed second by very small margins. So. Also important to note that was a 77 rater and an 88 plus as yep. well. So Mashad was racing uh, out of his grade. The effort behind um, Pims Royale, Money Matters, and yeah, Daddy, who would all be very, very, very difficult to beat here, was super. Even the run of the Campbell Cup, carrying the 61 on a day which was not that easy to make ground, it was um, brave. Yeah, yeah it was. It was just a super per effort so Moshard is is ready to win but the one thing we know with Moshard is we need some luck so we're, we're gonna Mitchie Pateman's probably I think with the lack of speed in this and it's only a smaller field he, he might only end up being three back the fence here I think he can muster a little bit early and work a little bit early I think I think you'll find turbo power ends up leaders back um, and I'm I'm almost hoping you can end up uh, three back the fence here, and I think if gaps appear at the right time and position of power isn't completely wound up and kick clear and mm. off he's gone, um, then Mashad wins this race. So um, look, at about it's it's not exciting, but it's it's even money to Dutch the pair. I, I've got the Dutch at about a dollar forty five. So um, yeah, just about uh, it's a clear second best of the day. Well, bookmark, bookmark. What do you call it? Bookend. Sorry, bookend. Bookend of the day. Yeah. Um. Mashad's one of my better better players of the day as well. Just that Hannon's handicap run was excellent. Back to an Ascot 1400 meter where he has raced well before. Mm -hmm. I think he won here. I will say though, he he is a bit of a pike horse, mm -hmm. isn't he? So he is. in the leg up, I just said um, that Mashad is really a William Pike horse, but 
Let, let's hope that after uh, anyone that listened to the Pikey interview will get this. Let's hope he's a bit of a pest yeah. after the race. Let's hope, exactly. he's, uh, let's hope he's got his tail up yeah. after the race. Hopefully, uh, yeah, Mitchell Pateman can channel some of uh, the wizard with this particular steer. Mm. Terry's right, uh, gets into sticky situations, does Machard. I think Mitchie Pateman is the man for the job, though. Is, is you know, thinking Jade McNaught will try to roll along and maybe pinch it. Um, from the 700, 600 with strike force. Hopefully that creates space, creates gaps. Pontiff on position of power with we'll a jockey that li- but then yeah. likes to roll out and yep. get going as well. Not going to just sit and wait for a run, so that'll provide some gaps and S- just yep. turbo power. Yeah. So I feel as though position of power is a really good, solid competitor, but he's more of a grinder. Mm-hmm. If Machard is coiled up and position and horses like position of power, um, say he hits the front for argument's sake under under Terry's the way that Terry's mapped out the race, I feel as that Machard's got the closing speed to to get over the top of him uh, late. Position of power will be hard to hold out. I thought I've oh, got a lot of time for Tollman. I wouldn't be surprised to see him breeze back. That was the, that was the mm. that was the issue, but just on talent alone. I feel as though he did some really good things last prep and ran some ran some races that I didn't necessarily think he was capable of. So taking another step forward this this um, this campaign, perhaps maybe Tollman can can uh, shoot the lights out first up. But for me, if Machard is is uh, coiled up with position of power within striking distance, I feel as though Machard's going to be able to gun him down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, uh, Mitchie saluting. Hopefully, I think this is salute uh, for the one-one. We would love a good salute, wouldn't yeah. we? Yeah, just give us something over the line. A little, uh, it's like a little, little okay symbol. Yeah. Just a little. It's all good. Uh, there we go. So. Uh, hopefully, hopefully we get a similar look to the uh, to what he gave the photographer at Jelton last Saturday after oh. last Sunday after mm. Invictus Domini. Invictus Domini. What did that win by nine point seven four lengths? Yes, mm. sure yeah. did. Yeah, some some. It's a good win that one, wasn't it? It was yeah, certainly. Well, like Mitchie was was uh, he was bamboozled post race. He couldn't believe what happened. He was a little look over the right yeah. and the left shoulder. So we might. Uh, I think we might be talking about Invictus Domini uh, in the next couple of weeks. I think in a uh, on a Saturday. Yeah, that was quite special for the Crayfish Coast, wasn't it? It certainly was. It certainly was. All right, well, that brings us to the end, BJ. Of a uh, another another preview where we've. Uh, well, we've just been overshadowed by Mr. Sir William Pike, but uh, geez, I I, uh, I quite like the card actually, and it's a, it's a very exciting card from a neutral perspective, especially with the Crawford and the um, and the Northerly heading towards the uh, the Winterbottom and Railway Stakes. So, Terry, mm. before we finish up, I think I think we'll we'll because uh, of this. Yeah, yeah. It's, ha- it's just too much happening. There's too much happening. Yeah. We're overawed by the occasion. So we'll, we'll again, we'll postpone our horses to follow. Naughty by nature. Whatever happened to mm-hmm. and uh, top-notch else. trialers. Mm. I fell um, asleep during that one anyway. So it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, dig deep Monday. Dig Sorry, deep. Yeah, dig deep trolling Monday. So come back a little fat, might need two trolls, but um, Carbine Club, Railway Stakes, though. Nominated for the winter bottom, you never know. Could be anything. Could be. Before we I had a dream last night that Dig Deep couldn't walk, actually. Really? Yeah, no, just oh, when I say couldn't walk, just, just came back to the races and just couldn't get going. Finished second half of the field a couple of times. I actually just forgot about that dream. Really? Thanks for ruining my day, BJ. <laughs> so before we wrap things up on another episode well, I need of your best. the 1-1, yeah. Oh, sorry. Here we go. We need to. I was, going to, I was going to ask you, what is your Betfair best betting proposition of the day? 
Your bet fair best. My bet fair best is without reason by uh, by a long way. I like the Dutch in the last, but it's um, it's barely even money, so it's not very exciting. So without reason, BJ, four bucks is just a uh, that's a Gary get on. Gary get on. Gaz. Mm. All right, for me, my best is Indian Pacific in the Crawford Stakes. In the, in the James. In the James. Mm. In the Alabama Slammer. Uh, Indian Pacific. Brad Parnham. Do you never think that's Parnham. Um, sorry. <laughs> I was going to say, you think he'll grace the uh, the grace the Ricky? I was a Ricky Grace. Child. I was just I was going to go for a few more. I was probably Scott Fishering for a laugh there, though, wasn't I? So. Yeah, yeah. Anyone else? A big this? fish. Mm. Now, yeah, Indian Pacific could be a big fish heading towards the features, including races such as the Winterbottom Stakes. I think he's going to uh, perhaps announce himself as uh, the real deal on Saturday with a victory in the Crawford Stakes. And who's your uh, who's your Luke Longley shot for the day, BJ? Also known as your Maddie. My Maddie. Uh, really surprised by my knowledge of uh, what are they mid nineties Wildcats? Yeah, well that's yeah. everyone's sort of yeah, knowledge. Yeah, I stopped bang, watching it? it. I stopped watching it a long time ago. For those who are just tuning in for the first time, if uh, if you're twenty one dollars plus, that's twenty to one in the old, you qualify for a Maddie. Tough going finding one on Saturday at this stage. But I'm gonna, I'm in a bit of a Neville Parnham vortex at the mm. moment. I went for Indian Pacific and KC in the features, mm. so it uh, I might as well keep that theme rolling. My Maddie, race four, number nine, over there, currently fifty one dollars. Over there, might be might be even bigger. I don't reckon that's a very strong race mm. over there on the quick backup. Didn't mind his run behind Truly Great last Saturday or her run behind Truly Great last Saturday. Um, ex- expecting her to enjoy getting back to Ascot, firmer going. I don't. I reckon over there can run a cheeky race at a big price. All right. Well, that is. I didn't didn't say that. Is that going. crazy? That is. That is. Or insanity. That's that's borderline. Uh, yeah, that's borderline Greyland style <laughs> stuff. Get the man a straitjacket. Uh, look, I think this will start even longer on the day, but um, we're going to go to the feature race with a lot of speed. As I said, lots of different ways this race could uh, end up being run, but uh, Media Baron gets the 1,400, gets the fitness, gets Paul Harvey, the who pond. the horse flies for. And um, and last week, oh, sorry, in the Blackheart Bart Stakes, a uh, fortnight ago was on the uh, the quicksand part of the track as well. So I think I just think Media Baron's a horse that, um, that could come to the party when it, in regards to, to stepping up and being a bit of a, a lightweight, um, big price railway stakes type horse. So Media Baron, but I reckon we'll get better than the 26 bucks uh, he currently is. All right, Terry, that brings another episode of the 1-1 to a close. How about you take it out as you always do? Well, once again, uh, once again, I've thorough. First of all, I've thoroughly enjoyed my um, my couple of hours with you, BJ, as we do every week. So just just thank you for uh, for coming along, and uh, just just thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> I'm thank trying you, to say this as a straight face, but I'm uh, I'm finding it difficult. But uh, now we need to thank uh, Mr. Sir, uh, Mr. No, just Sir William Pike uh, for coming on. That was uh, incredible insight. Uh, a lot of fun. He was a good sport with us, and um, yeah, I, uh, I we can only uh, wish him the best this weekend, and he's uh, to continue uh, keep doing WA proud. I'm bloody bloody losing my words here. I'm that's um, overawed. I'm talking about like an hour. Just a little battling podcast. Our, our mate William Pike. Oh, just also one thing we we never thank our producer Jen, and uh, she does an amazing job with all the stuff ups um, and uh, and the background noise when uh, when we got people with the high pressure hose that. Uh, 
at Ascot uh, in areas. So um, thank you to Jen for everything she does for us. Um, thank you to Betfair. We don't probably thank them enough. Um, make sure we all continue to gamble responsibly. And until next week on the 1-1. Thank you.